Astro Skeptic, the astrology podcast for skeptics. This is the last, the final episode in our Planets on Assault series, and your reward for getting through it all. Today we are talking about sun signs. Sun sign astrology, Paige's favorite thing in the whole universe, besides the Mars rover <laughs> that you cry about. I, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but before you get too excited, we want to remind you to follow us on social at Astro Skeptic Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And as always, we'd like to remind you that we do not censor this podcast for explicit content or language. So listener discretion is advised. Okay, even though we're going to be talking about sun signs today, I feel obligated to remind you that your sun sign is just one small part of your overall chart. It is important, but it is not the end all be all. Of your astrological makeup. Also, I think it's important to stop calling yourself your sun sign. You're not an Aries or a Taurus. You're an Aries sun or a Taurus sun. Normally, I'm not a stickler for semantics, but with this, I think it's the only way to help force down the throats of the public at large that astrology is not just about sun signs. It's basically just a stance I'm taking. I equate calling yourself your sun sign to calling yourself a blonde or a brunette as if that one aspect of you is your entire being. It is a part of you, for sure. It has played a big part in defining who you are and who you have become, especially if you're a redhead. It's a big deal. But it is not the end all be all of your personality. Oh my god. I just feel like being a redhead, it's very rare, you know what I mean? So it always ends up like defining you extra hardcore because people make fun of you for it and shit like that. that. that, So that identity is like projected onto redheads, you know? Right. Right. But I guarantee you anyone who's a redhead would would be like, yeah, it's a big part of me. They would be like, no, it hasn't really affected me ever in my life. Being called a fire crotch from the AG. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, Skirt. So what's up with you, dude? You went to a concert, a concerto. Yes, so we will begin the bands. Um, yeah, so the reason we didn't have an episode last week is because I needed to emotionally and spiritually and professionally recover from going to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in Detroit. Party. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a lot. It's mostly just that I'm like basically a thousand years old and I'm like being away from my house for two nights in a row it's like I feel like I need to come back and like get into like a cryo chamber or like you know replace every cell in my body with like a stem cell so that I can just be rejuvenated yeah I get it the world is exhausting it really is yeah and um I don't know you know you're just because you have to walk you have to park and walk because it's Detroit where was it it was at Comerica Park, mm-hmm. so we parked at MGM Grand, but we walked, I mean, we stayed a day extra, we were there, we went a day early and explored Detroit, which which was mixed reviews, mm-hmm. but um, had some good times, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Um, and so there was just a lot of walking, and you know, it was kind of hot, so you're like sweating, and then... You hate that. I do. I know. I do. <laughs> I know you hate walking and so sweating. Much. I know. Um, but the concert was great. It was amazing. I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are amazing live, even though they're all old. You wouldn't... Well, 
I will say Anthony Kiedis doesn't look old, but everybody Babe. everybody else looks old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that uh, Woodstock documentary that Woodstock '99 that's on. Oh yeah, Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, dude. Is it Flea good? played the whole set buck ass naked. Dude, Flea is <laughs> the weirdest. <laughs> he's got like the hair he's rocking right now looks like he's got his hair dyed and I think shaved into like a cheetah print pattern, mm-hmm. but the cheetah print is like neon pink and green. I love that. Homie's like 60. I'm into it, man. I'm into it though. He's always I mean, I done his thing. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I have mad respect. I mean, he's an amazing bassist. I have mad respect for yeah, him. And I saw his dick jiggling on stage. He also, I wonder if he'll ever be able to accept that he's old. I wonder when he's just going to get his body, he's just going to give out. Because he'd be, he's up there, man. He's got all the energy. I mean, then he's in great shape, yeah, great health, him. you know? I just, at the ripe age of 29, could never. <laughs> well, that's the difference between you and Flea. That's the difference. <laughs> that's it. But Anthony Kiedis, man, he does not, he doesn't age. looks amazing i'm gonna google him right i now. read that he is part mohican and that's gotta be it i mean he's gotta dye his hair because his hair is like no grays yes. his mustache no grays yes. i mean he's jacked he looks he's ripped he looks so good um yeah and uh john frusciante just looks like a sad dog per usual but he's what was his hair like um short and he has like the i don't know if it's porn stash it's like a thick yeah okay stash. that's what i'm seeing but right he's now. rocking it he looks good but he looks good with any hair i mean i've never seen him bald but he looks good with like the long hair I, is... that's my fave is when he's got the long like native american hair yeah he looks good yeah he's uh he's just a good looking guy definitely he's good looking yeah he's got a gaggle of children and he's from grand rapids grand haven isn't he or something no he went no grand rapids no i just He's not from Grand Rapids, I don't Okay, think. Google it. He was born yeah. here in Biatch. He grew up... I mean, he moved... Listen, I just looked at his Wikipedia page because I went to see Oh, him. that's true. But he moved to California to be with his dad when he was like... It, said know, Gra- it says Grand Rapids, but I feel like that could mean anything. Like, people could say that I'm from Grand... That I am... You know, because it's like the metro area. I don't know. I looked it up. I think it's Grand Rapids. I don't know why you then don't he want has, to Then he Rapids. has a... Uh, a home or something. Well, out his, on. his yeah, I'm sure he has a. He, I'm sure he bought a nice ass house on the lake. Fuck yeah, his mom probably moved, but you know he wasn't like rich when he grew up. His godfather was Sonny Bono. Yeah, which seems weird. His dad was an actor though, so hmm. I don't know. I how don't much? Know. How much money does Flea make? I don't know. Flea because, has a net worth of 160 million. This is what's like, coming up on Google. He definitely does not spend it on clothes. He lives in Malibu. Good for him. Oh, some guy at the airport told Madonna, this was like a couple months ago, that he was one of the managers for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he told her that she looked a lot like Flea's wife, and then he like forgot his AirPods and then his laptop, and she gave it to him. Anyway, he ended up tipping her a bunch of money, but we're not 100% sure. That was actually... his wife. Yeah. Oh, she does. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. You know, she also looks like, um, what's that guy's name? Fuck. Tim Perry? Tom Perry. Who's the lead singer of Journey? Uh, Steve Perry. She also looks like Steve Perry. and He died, by the way. He did? Steve Perry died in like the 80s, dude. He's dead? I thought so. He's not dead. Why, is Why he... are you fucking with me? I thought you were 
gonna say like he died like yesterday. <laughs> I honestly thought he died. All right, Steve but... Perry's not dead. Wait, is that his name? Look at Young. Look, Google Steve Perry Young. Journey Steve Perry, yeah. That Google is it. his name. Google image search Steve, Steve Perry Young. Perry. I'll tell you this story. Yeah. Madonna, I had never thought about it. Okay, but Madonna, when she was working at a hole in the wall bar like years ago, she called me one day because we talk all the time. I can see in, it. In Detroit, she lived and worked at this like hole in the wall bar area. And she called me and was like pissed. And she was like, she was like, these guys were being assholes. And she goes, I was working today and some guy stood up and he was drunk and he, he looked at me and he goes, you look like Steve Perry. Aww. And then I was like, so then I, I, I was on the phone with her and I Googled it while I was on the phone with her and I just was like, oh my, I started dying. I was like, you do. She's she like, does. shut up. I go, you do. She <laughs> like, does. Yeah. So now I bring it up all the time. Don't tell her I said that. She won't listen to this, so you're safe. Okay. It also, how was he not dead? I thought they did kill him. I, I thought he did die. Dude, I thought they did kill him. The <laughs> <Illuminati>. <laughs> I thought they killed him a long time ago. Uh, so why did he quit Journey? Dude, I, don't even, I didn't even know he did. I don't think he did. Yeah, he's not the lead singer. Journey, okay. I saw Journey in concert, and the lead singer is some dude that they like found singing on the side of the street. This is probably just Steve Perry. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not a huge Journey fan at all. Arnel Pineda. I think he's like Filipino. Yeah, Filipino. Yeah. Well, there you go. You were right about one thing today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, you're <laughs> such a bitch. <laughs> well, you're over here trying to tell me that Anthony Kiedis isn't from Grand Rapids. I mean, okay, so I thought he was fucking, fucking from. No, Portland but it's or it's fine. It's just the like confidence with which you were like. I genuinely Absolutely thought not. he was, and maybe that's just because he has a home on the lake, or like oh, was yeah. spotted at the Kirby when I was sixteen yeah, or dude, something like I'm that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a good time, and I went to that French bakery and got a pain au chocolat. Although they unfortunately referred to it as a chocolate croissant. I know. Either way, it was good. Yeah. It was super good. Yeah, good. We I'm glad you went. Other rest, we went to this restaurant called Dime <laughs> Coin. No, it was called Dime. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Something with a dime. It was really good. Breakfast. Mm-hmm. Dime piece. Dime. Dime piece. No, it wasn't that. That'd be nice. We kept we kept jokingly referring it to as the dime bag, but it wasn't that. I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't. Know. I don't remember what it was called. I know like three places in. Detroit. But it's really good. I enjoyed my time over there. I like Detroit. I think it's like the a weird fucking city, man. It is. I can't figure it out. But the architecture is beautiful. Downtown is beautiful. The skyline, Detroit, like there's the buildings a, there, the a architecture couple, there's there. There's a couple roads that are beautiful, but then there's also literally dilapidated buildings. Yeah, that it's stripped. wild, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of sad. Like, there's big areas that are just fucking empty. Mm-hmm. And it's just really sad to me. Did you know there's a big Gucci store going in downtown Yeah, you told Detroit? me that. And to me, honestly, to me, that seems, like, irresponsible. Like Why? that because the wage the, because the income disparity in Detroit is the gap is insane. Yeah, there's literally people on the street eating like smoking crack and like grilling on like in the park with like their shitty grill that they yeah. brought. Okay. Yeah. And then there's people that are paying however much money to stay, you know, at the fucking um, siren. Yeah, or the uh, Shinola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like four hundred dollars a night. And. Uh, 
I just, and I think the fact that Gucci would go in there is fucked up. I mean, it doesn't look good. Like, it, it doesn't look good for them. Like, oh, what yeah. What do you mean? Like, nobody, like, I feel like we should be, like, people should be investing more into trying to, like, fix Detroit instead of just, like, throwing a Gucci store in there. Yeah, but I think, like, Gucci, I think, I think it brings, like, a visibility to Detroit that I think Detroit needs. To me, And I especially think... downtown Detroit. Like, if Detroit is going to continue growing, then, yeah, downtown needs to get some money in it. And then the rest continues to spread out and then gets gentrified as fuck. Right. But, like, ultimately, if there's going to be industry brought into Detroit, it's brought on by small, incremental changes like this. And then they get a Whole Foods somewhere downtown. They already and have a Whole Foods. I went there. Downtown? Yeah. There you go. It wasn't like... Next step, Gucci. Like I don't know. I mean, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I just... To me, it seems like a paradox that I just... Feels icky to me. Feels icky to me. Hmm. I don't get a good vibe from it, but hmm. whatever. They're doing it. We'll see. Maybe Gucci will save Detroit. Hmm. To be determined. TBD. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Anyway, what's new with you? Anything worth mentioning? Um, In the, the season no, finale? No, not really. The last episode where you're going to be the official co-host, is there anything you want to tell the people about? I mean, I'm just cranking away at life, you know? Just fucking trying to enjoy the last few warm days of summer. Um... I'm going on vacation in a couple weeks and tell them where you're going. I'm going to Colombia. Down, down south. Colombia with a double O, not a U, which I learned the hard way. Colombia. Uh, Colombia. Meeting my friend from Portland. Shout out Sam. Down there uh, for 11 days. Yeah, just going to fuck around and find out. Going to go somewhere that isn't America, thank God. And I've never been to South America, so that would be cool. You've never been to Mexico? I have. That's not South America. That's still North America. Oh, that's Central America. And no, Mexico is North America. All of it? Yeah, and then like below Mexico, I think is Central America, and then it's South America. Hmm. Are Did you googling it? Because if I'm wrong, I want to know. <laughs> this map is not helping me. Well, just Google. It. Wait, it's... you're right. It's it starts at the. The Mexican border of the South. Yeah. So it's Guatemala, Belize, Honduras. Right. Yeah, Central America and then South America. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I've been to Mexico, but that doesn't count. So I needed to go below that. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Nice. That'll be cool. Knock another one off the list. Um, yeah, that's it. Otherwise, just busy as fuck running around and doing shit and whatever. But winter will quiet down maybe well, a little bit the, first there's fall which is my fave i'm stoked for it it's gonna be a very busy fall right annie's Work. getting married so Ooh. we have like annie's bachelorette party and then another party in Halloween. is she having like a spooky wedding uh not spooky it'll be it's just at a farm in alto and and no, it's not spooky, but we'll probably have like kind of a spooky. I thought she was already married. Maybe it's just because they look. No, together. they've been together for okay. ten years. 11 well, congrats years. to Annie. Mazel tov. Yep, to Annie and Ben. I don't know. I and then I I feel like truly after like well then it's fucking Christmas though so <laughs> I feel mm. like February will be quiet but hopefully by then I get to go on another vacation so. That is how you um, heal yourself, isn't it? It is. It is. Travel is my balm, yes. Yes. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's go then.
Oh. Let's get Let's okay. This is the last time we're gonna have to do this. Um, let's get started with the sun in mythology. Reva, for the last time ever, take us back to ancient Mesopotamia. My pleasure. In ancient Mesopotamia, the sun was represented by the god Utu, also sometimes called Shamash. Utu was the god of the sun and divine justice. He exercised the power of light over darkness and was often sought to help fight against evil. He was the brother of Arishkigal, the queen of the dead, who we learned about last time, and twin brother to Inanna, the goddess of love, war, and sexuality, Helia, who we learned about back in the Venus episode, by the way. Yeah. Utu brought light to the land at sunrise every day when he emerged from his underground sleeping chamber and made his daily trek throughout the skies. His light allowed crops to grow and life to flourish and skin to be burned, of course. He oversaw everything that happened during the daytime, which led to his association with justice. He was considered to be the judge of both gods and men, and at night he became the judge of the underworld. So he was like the governor of the entire universe. He was often depicted as an old man with a long beard and light emanating from his shoulders. Hmm. He was often pictured seated on a throne, holding symbols of justice and righteousness. And even though we haven't been doing Egyptian mythology, we would like to mention that Ra, the Egyptian sun god, was highly worshipped in the ancient religion. The worship is well documented, and Ra has often been referred to as arguably Egypt's most important deity. To quote worldhistory.org, Ra embodied the power of the sun, but was also thought to be the sun itself envisioned as the great god riding his in his barge across the heavens throughout the day and descending into the underworld at sunset. As he made his way through the darkness beneath the earth, he was attacked nightly by the giant serpent Apophis, also known as Apep, who tried to prevent that <clears throat> who tried to prevent the sun from rising and so destroy all life on earth. I am pretty sure that I am also attacked nightly by a giant hell serpent. At least that's how I feel every morning. That's just boys clawing at your feet in bed. No. And now, the Greeks. In Greek mythology, the sun was represented by the sun god Helios. Helios was the son of the Titans Hyperion and either Theia or Euryphasa. There are conflicting sources. Either way, he drove a chariot through the sky each day, which pulled the sun from east to west. Each morning, he rose from a bog in Oceanus, which is basically the ocean, and spent the nighttime sailing around the northern ocean in a huge cup. He had famous sacred cattle, which he kept on Thrinacia, which is probably Sicily or Malta. Helios wasn't as present in the Greek myths as other deities. He often appeared merely in cameos. Some poets describe him as all-knowing, but this fact seems shaky as, at one point, Odysseus's companions are able to trick him and steal his cattle, so it doesn't seem like he knows everything. Anyway, Helios is most famous for being worshipped heavily in the city of Rhodes, where he was famously the subject of the Colossus of Rhodes, the giant bronze statue considered to be one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Look up photos. Looks insane. I don't know if I believe it. I mean, you kind of have to, I guess. But how would they make that shit? 
How would they, they make any of it? How'd they sure. make it up though? Like how'd they get so high up there without people had to have died making that thing? Absolutely, but they didn't give a shit, man. Probably worth it. Hashtag worth it. On a side note, the sun is also associated with the god Apollo. Represent. I'll give you a great summary of this association from Father Roy, who says the sun's creativity was expressed in the god Apollo, the patron of light, truth, prophecy, medicine, healing, music, poetry, and the arts, and the leader of the muses. If not honored, Apollo could bring ill health and deadly plague, hinting at the sun's more destructive side. Now, to Rome. In Rome, the identity and significance of the sun god wasn't always constant. According to some historians, the Roman sun god Sol was relatively insignificant and was not widely worshipped until the later stages of imperial Rome, when Emperor Aurelian launched a vigorous campaign of propaganda celebrating the sun god as the exclusive protector of Rome's imperial might. Other historians, however, say the notion that Aurelian introduced a new cult of the sun ignores the abundance evidence on coins, images, inscriptions, and in other sources of a strong presence of the sun god in Rome throughout the imperial period. The sun god of Aurelian is often referred to as Sol Invictus and is considered to be more of a political figurehead. Sol Indigus represented an earlier, more agrarian form in which the Roman god Sol was worshipped. In Rome, Sol had an old temple in the Circus Maximus, and this temple remained important in the first three centuries CE. There was also an old shrine for Sol on the Quirinal, where an annual sacrifice was offered to Sol Indigus on August 9 to commemorate Caesar's victory at Pharsala. But I digress. Let's talk some astronomology. 10-4, the sun, our sun, is a yellow dwarf star that is estimated to be about 4.5 billion years old. Per NASA, it is, quote, a hot glowing ball of hydrogen and helium, end quote. Structurally, it is one giant ball of hot plasma. This means it does not have a traditional surface. It is approximately 93 million miles away from Earth and 26,000 light years away from the galactic center, whatever and wherever the fuck that is. With a diameter of 865,370 miles, the sun is the largest object in our solar system by far. Its volume is so massive, it would need 1.3 million Earths to fill it. It is 100 times wider than Earth, and 10 times wider than Jupiter, who, if you remember, is massive. Its gravity literally holds the entire solar system together, and it is responsible for all life as we know it. The sun's official name is Sol, which is Latin for sun, and the name of the Roman deity, as you just learned. This is why we call our star system the solar system. This is a similarly confusing semantic situation as with our moon. If we were talking about another star system with a totally different star and planets orbiting it, we wouldn't refer to it as a solar system. It would be another star system. Mm -hmm. Our star system is the only solar system. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. I can can comprehend. Thank you. (laughs) It's confusing. Anyway... It's a linguistic disaster, if you ask me. 
Yeah, the sun has no moons, but as you all should know by now, it is orbited by eight planets, at least five dwarf planets, tens of thousands of asteroids, an estimated three trillion comets and icy bodies. Scientists believe the sun was originally surrounded by a massive disk of gas and dust when it was forming about 4.6 billion years ago. Some of that dust is still around today, trailing the orbit of planets. NASA and the other international space agencies monitor the sun 24-7 with a fleet of various spacecraft and telescope, studying everything from its atmosphere to its surface and even peering inside the sun using special instruments. Seems gynecological. I don't believe it. <laughs> there have been several spacecraft used to study and explore the sun. We'll just give you a timeline of the most significant, though. On October the 6th, 1990, the Ulysses spacecraft was launched. It was the first spacecraft to ever explore the sun from a unique polar orbit. On December 2, 1995, the European Space Agency sponsored Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, most commonly referred to as SOHO, cute, launched, and it is the longest living sun-watching satellite to date. On August 12, 2018, NASA launched its Parker Solar Probe, which is currently flying through the sun's atmosphere at a distance more than seven times closer than any other spacecraft before it. On February 9th, 2020, oh, pre-COVID days, we, oh, we didn't even know. We didn't know. The solar orbiter was launched. It is currently on its way to the sun, and it, it is part of a mission between NASA and the ESA, European Space Agency, to collect data that will help answer a central question of heliophysics. How does the sun create and control the constantly changing space environment throughout our solar system? I mean, that seems like a pretty complicated-ass question, but I guess we'll see how it goes. But anyway, I wonder what the other stars are like. And this is something that you can't even like begin to comprehend, right? But like, think about the sun. It's yellow. It gives off heat and shit. And it's probably super... That like... The way the sun is, is probably obviously directly determinant of like how life is, mm -hmm. at least on Earth or mm -hmm. any other planet that we don't know about yet. And I wonder like, you know, if if there's like a blue star. Probably. Like, Wouldn't NASA yeah. know that? Hasn't like fucking Hubble taken... They think they know. They don't know shit. Okay. Yeah. They don't know shit. Well, how can you they know They just shit? take pictures. Exactly. It's ever expanding and it's already so fucking huge. Inconceivable. I mean, it's literally, it's like infinity. Yeah, it's too much for my small human brain. Okay, whatever. Anyway. So you want to talk about sun sign and astrology? <sighs> I guess. So, I talk a lot of shit. And to be fair, it's not the sun's fault. It's your fault. As you're <laughs> but as you're about to learn, the sun is super important in the birth chart. I won't ever deny that. My issue with sun signs has nothing to do with the sun itself or anything to do with astrology and everything to do with humans and how they have used sun signs to make astrology seem like some kind of bullshit spiritual mood ring. They have used it to dumb astrology down so that they can sell it and in many ways they have achieved and now most people don't understand astrology or study it correctly but i digress we'll probably talk a lot more about that next season 
Oops. Spoiler alert. For now, the sun in astrology. In astrology, the sun represents the core of your self-expression. It is the energy with which you create. It is your life force, who you really are deep down in the deepest, darkest, well, no, not dark, the deepest, most spiritual, essential parts of you. Everything else within your personality, to some extent, revolves around your sun sign. Similarly to the solar system, your sun sign is what gives life and light to all the other planets in your birth chart. The sun represents your self-confidence and your inner self. It is how we seek to project ourselves in society and to the people we love and everyone else. It represents how we create artistically and how we have fun. The sun is about everything that makes us feel good and not just momentarily, like Venus might be, but forever. The things that stick with us for our entire lives. The light inside that we seek out when we feel surrounded by darkness. All the good memories that flash before your eyes, right before you die. That's the sun. The sun also represents the innocence of youth, when we experienced naive joy and everything felt possible. It's also associated with ego and identity. If your sun is afflicted, you could struggle with your identity and lack self-confidence. If you have a well-aspected sun, you might feel as though you know exactly who you are. On that same token, people with certain aspects to their son might be too self-assured and end up being full of themselves or egocentric. As with all things, balance is key. So I'm going to go through the essential dignities of the sun. The sun is exalted in Aries because the sun is all about you. It's all about you and who you are. And it's, it's the most self-motivated planet, right? It's all about you. Within you, the deep you, the implied you, the everything you. And Aries is, like we said, angry baby, all about themselves, but in a more respectful tone. It is very self-assured, courageous, driven to pursue its own desires. The sun thrives there, right? It's all about me, 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 me. The bad thing about Aries, which the sun could have issue with, is that they, you know, they're like, um, quick to f start, but then they kind of, they lack the like longevity, which is why it's domicile in Leo because Leo is like the strong eternal flame that mm -hmm. shines bright, is confident, loyal, dedicated, and generous, and can last as long as the sun. I wish I was a Leo. Mm. Anyway, um, it's fall in Libra. Because, as we talked about last season, Libra is all about the other. And when you're talking about your core identity, sometimes people with their son in Libra can struggle because their core identity can be tied up in their relationships with other people or how other people view them. And sure. the son doesn't like that For because sure. there's too many unknowns. Yeah. And it's detriment in Aquarius because Aquarius is very much about like the collective about the greater good, about society in general. 
And it's also very much like the contrarian, you know, it always wants things to change. It's always going against the grain. It's Mm -hmm. always kind of acting in the opposite of its self-interest. And any of the individual needs and desires come secondary to like the collective, right? The greater good. Mm -hmm. And so the sun doesn't love to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I one thing I do want to say too is that some people think that like the sun kind of takes time to fully develop in people, um, and that your ascendant kind of rules more, and then you grow into your sun. I feel, in my own personal experience, I feel like people when they're kids, you know, like from age zero to like eight. They are like the very raw version of themselves, right? They're like uninhibited. They have Mm -hmm. that child innocence and naivete. And I think that when you're in your childhood, you are kind of, the sun is dominant in you, right? It's, it comes out. There's not a lot to inhibit it because you haven't experienced enough to like start putting up those guards and boundaries and start kind of forming those habits. Mm -hmm. So I think that you kind of are born with the sun being strong. And then as you go into adolescence, it kind of fades and your ascendant kind of comes in to kind of protect you. And as you grow, I think that like you could argue that like the goal and what inevitably happens is that through adulthood, you kind of grow back into your son. Like as an adult, you Mm -hmm. learn how to be your true self Mm -hmm. in the world, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. like you're born automatically your true self and then the world comes and hits you and then your ascendant comes in and is like, whoa, 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 tries to protect you. Right. And then eventually you learn how to be yourself in society as an adult. That's my experience. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, your son is hella super important. It's obvious. Um, one thing I'll say is that your sun placement, I like to say that the sign of your sun is how you create, it's how you are, and then the house placement is like where you should probably focus your energy and like where you're going to be drawn to focus your energy, what's going to make you the most like happiest area in life, right? It's almost like your life purpose. That's where you should be focusing the most. Okay. That's how you're going to like thrive the most. That's how you're going to shine the brightest and feel happiest and be your best self, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So we can go into personal examples here. So I guess I'll go. Lay it on me. Um, so obviously my son is in Gemini. Obviously. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag obviously. Hashtag. Um, and you know, as we talked before, Gemini is mutable air. Gemini is all about like communication, reading, writing, mental processes. Um, and like any kind of storytelling, you know, the scribe, the, uh, who's, who, who's like the, in medieval times, the guy who would sing stories. What's that called? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Like the, she ran to the yes. farm and she died that day. Like that yeah. Day. I have no um, idea. Like um, in uh, The Witcher. Okay. Dandelion. Couldn't finish that, but you mean like Pippin? 
in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, sure. when he, But you know what I mean? Like, you don't have songs for great halls and right. then he proceeds to sing a great song. I, I think a lot of people, they try to make Gemini out to be like, oh, it's about writing and reading. But it's like really just about storytelling. So it's not just writing and reading. That's one medium in which people tell stories. But right. you can also, you know, like media, movies, film, whatever, whatever. It's all about like storytelling. Right. right? And communicating. Right. Right? right. And it's not just fiction. It's about any kind of communication. Okay? Yeah. Gemini. Yeah. It's also about tomfoolery, mischief, and humor. Yeah. Right? Which well, is, you know, 100%. quote unquote humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being quote unquote funny. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> anyway, so my son being in Gemini, my core self is Gemini, right? Yeah. That's what. I, and I will say that that's it. Obviously, it's very true. Like, I feel very, you know, drawn to Gemini things. I love reading, writing, like, you know, being a published author is like my end game goal in life. Mm-hmm. I've, I was an English major. Well, English and French. Gemini is also about, you know, learning and language, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all those things vibe with me. Um, like, language and communication are, like, super hella important to me. Like, linguistics, shit like that. And at the end of the day, I am just a fucking goofball. Like, I'm just so weird. And I don't know if that's Gemini. Gemini can be weird, but, like, in just a very, like, mercurial, like, funny way. Just, like, I'm very witty, and humor has always been a big thing for me. Like, I've always just been, like, you know, like, what do they call it? Like, a quick-witted and, like, I can go toe-to-toe with somebody when you're, you know, like, making jokes and shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I've always been like that. And I will say that's something that's always been able to, like, keep me going, I guess. It's, like, even when I'm, like, depressed. Like, I've never been so depressed that I couldn't, like... Make a joke. Yeah, make a joke. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been in the darkest moments of my life. And I'll just say some shit. I wonder if, like, a lot of stand-up comedians are Gemini. (laughs) I think a lot of them have big Gemini placements. Interesting. If not just Gemini, like, they're Mercury. Like, they have a lot going on, like, with the third house or even the ninth house, which is, like, opposite. Yeah, but... Gemini's big on humor. Um, It's big on just, you know being a nuisance just you know gassing up like just finding poking yeah mm-hmm. that's big i'm big on that big on pokes big on that yeah. i love to fuck with people that's it just brings me so much joy yeah um always has always well even as a kid you know what i mean like i would just be cracking jokes as a kid love it it's Cop- how coping one joke at a time yeah <laughs> it is how i survive and get through my life uh-huh and it's definitely how I create. I mean, I write. That is something I do. Like, I write all the time. I write poetry. I write, you know, I write, I'm writing a book. I am big into writing. And I mean, I'm doing a fucking podcast, communicating, you know what I mean? Like, I write all the notes for the podcast. Like, I'm always yes. writing some shit. Yeah. I do writing at work. If I didn't, I would lose my mind. Um, I also just am constantly consuming every type of media ever. I'm a... I'm like, I'm all, you know, I'm up to date with all the memes. I'm, I'm, I literally have my finger on the pulse of like meme culture and just like humor in general. Like I always know what's up with that. I feel like I have to, like, I just love it. I feel like, like you have to. Like, yeah. If I, yeah, for me, oh, like okay. if I didn't, I would 
be like, what the fuck? Like, I need to know what's funny at all times. So what would you have done pre-internet? I mean, it would have been more probably like of a localized funny thing. I mean, Newspapers? You, you would have been like the local yeah, I cartoonist? Mean, well, no, but I would, I would read up on, you know, local news and I would know like what's what to joke about, what people are learning about and knowing about and joking about, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's what makes me happy is, is to joke. I just love joking with people. Like, it's something that, like, any, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I don't do this a lot as an, as an adult, but when I was a kid, and, like, this goes back to my whole theme of your sun sign being strong when you're a kid, I could would and wanted to just talk to everybody like i wanted to know people's stories i wanted like everybody interested me like i was never like that's amazing because you don't want to talk to anyone i think at this point it's like i've heard enough you know what i mean (laughs) like it's enough like i've known enough i've heard enough stories Uh you know what i mean from crackheads on the street like i don't need anymore Uh uh-huh okay Uh but as a kid i didn't i wanted that you know what i mean i was drawn to that yeah and um like even in school like if I, i could I could make friends with anyone from any, like, socioeconomic group, any, like, quote-unquote, you know, like, uh, what are they called? Like, um, cliques. We didn't really have traditional cliques in my school, but, you know, there were different friend groups, and I would, like, I would go between and within them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, it would just be easy for me to make friends with anybody in any circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like, I never had a class where I didn't have somebody to talk to because if I didn't know anybody in that class or if I wasn't friends with anyone in that class, I would make a friend Mm -hmm. because out of necessity and I could do it, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, Gemini can also be... I was into acting as a kid. It can also be, like, a very shape-shifty sign and things, um, which is more of a negative connotation, but it helps with people who want to do acting and stuff like that because you're able to just like take on a dual personality. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Very uh, sociopath. It's one form. <laughs> it's true. That's mm-hmm. a good point. But yeah. see, like sociopath Gemini's, they're pretending not to care. Sociopath Capricorn, they really don't. Ah, uh, I see. Never will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dangerous one. That's the one yeah. you really gotta look out for. I would, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think sociopath Capricorn is like um, Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. Oh, I hate that movie so much. I know. I love that movie. It makes me so uncomfortable. I can't take it. Maybe it's because you see too much of yourself, Rila. Wow. In your Capricorn style. Shots fired. And <laughs> like Capricorn sociopathic tendencies. Maybe. Maybe that's it. It just, I think it's more like he is so fucking creepy. Like well, yeah, that's, he's supposed to be. terrifying to me. It's very, it's, yeah, ultimate cringe. Cringe? I don't know if I'd say cringe. Like, no. maybe like. That's what my parasympathetic nervous system does the whole for time me, I have it's to like, watch that movie. Yeah, when I think of cringe, I think of like, you know, somebody's being cringy. But I think you think of more of just like. Like chilling, like spine chilling, where you're just like, oh. yeah, just like, uh-huh. they're like uncomfortable. Yeah, I think of that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 He's in the computer. Dude, he is a computer. That is true. He does love. The only person I ever have to fight with him attention for is the computer. Yeah. I've had to make a rule. I'm like, no computer in bed. This is our sacred marital bed. The computer's not allowed here. 
Really? He can't have like his laptop in bed? He doesn't obey it. He always has it. But I always say that. I go, what have I said? No computer. And he goes, no computer. He like laughs about it. And then I laugh because then my Gemini comes out and I'm just like, everything's a joke. Life's a joke. I don't care. You should just <laughs> shut it on him or throw I it do. up against the wall. I be, oh my God. If, if he even thinks that his nice expensive MacBook is going to be, if it's on the floor and I'm like in another room, he's like, don't step on my computer. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh my God. Same thing with my computer because he bought me my new computer. It's a nice MacBook. He'd be like, don't stop on your computer. And I'm like, oh, why not? I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Are you texting Madonna? No, I'm just looking up notes to talk about. That's your text Madonna face. <laughs> really? I don't know. When you did like the... I feel like me texting Madonna is like... That's what you did. <laughs> Maybe that's just my face. Also possible. Mm, yeah, ding dong, bing bong. What house is your Pisces? Oh, in? yeah. Well, it's not Pisces. Or your son. <laughs> your Gemini. That's a good point. Um, I was going to talk about that next. My son <laughs> is in the 10th house. What does that mean? <laughs> the 10th house is ruled by Capricorn. It's all about career and like your like your long term career, like hmm. not just like your daily job, but like your long term career. So this and, is like, why you're writing a book. Yeah, I would say yeah, yes, that's a very like obvious representation. But it's also just like for me, it's like what's always been super important to me. Like ever since I was a kid, I just knew I'm like I'm gonna be a writer. Like I need to write. Like that's what I want to do. Even hmm. I remember in eighth grade, like Eng I was in English class one day, and I was like. This is my, this is where I'm finna be. And <clears throat> like I would, you know, even after college, like I'd get, you know, my daily jobs, but I'd always be like, this is just a paycheck. Like this is like my real focus in life. Like what's important is like the long game, like my career, like mm -hmm. my side hustle and which will eventually become my main hustle and like what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And whenever I feel like I feel the best when I'm writing and I'm putting energy into writing and even doing this podcast, which I think is just like an extension of that, like mm -hmm. me being creative in a Gemini way. Mm -hmm. And like 10th house is about career, but it's also about how you project to the world at large, right? Mm -hmm. And so like I'm making this podcast and I'm putting it out to the world at large. Mm -hmm. Like I feel very fulfilled. It's the first time I felt like hella fulfilled by doing something. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's also like, I think part of the reason why, like, my Gemini son, like, I can be, it's very, and Gemini is very dual-natured, right? Like, I feel like I have these two, you could argue that they're conflicting, but I just feel like I have these two separate sides to me where it's, like, I am, like, tomfoolery, like, just funny as fuck, and then I'm, like, serious, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I feel like this podcast is a very good way of, like, ex like, showing how those two things express because, like, Obviously, you and I will joke about like, like you know, balls and stuff, and then in buttholes and buttholes in the Uranus, Uranus, Uranus episode. Mm -hmm. But then, like, also, I'll just get like real and go on some like real ass tangent about like astrology and like spirituality and shit. And mm -hmm. it's like all at the same within the same medium in like five minutes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's mm -hmm. very much how I am. Like with my Gemini, like I'm constantly cracking jokes, making stupid shit, like making funny jokes. And then at the same time, I'm, like, writing this very, like, you know, this book that I'm writing and this poetry that's very, like, deep and, like, Are emotional. Are you going to tell the listeners anything about the book that you're writing? No. Yeah, she doesn't talk about it at all. She refuses to divulge any information. Because it's very important. Because, here we go, Capricorn, like, I'm very serious about it. You know what I mean? 
So why can't you talk about it though? Well, because why I'm can't still you working on it. Talk about I, it? I could seriously talk about, it, but I feel like it would be premature to talk mm, about it because I haven't written that much. I've been thinking and planning this book for years. I've only just started actually like writing, writing. Do you know what the genre is? Yeah. What's the genre? You'll find out one day. See, son of a bitch. This is what I'm talking about. See, this is, but this is like, I also think it's like part of my moon in the eighth house, which is like Scorpio, where it's like, I'm, I'm hiding this, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because it's an emotional thing to me and like, Mm -hmm. I'm hiding it away until it's ready. Is it smutty fantasy? No. It's a shame. (laughs) I probably won't read it. There might be, I mean, I don't know about smut, but there'll definitely be some like parts that could be erotic. I mean, there's, there's characters in it that will eventually have, but like, it's you're going to be writing sex scenes. I mean, I don't know if it'd be a full sex scene. Cause I'm not like into that, but it would be like, you know, the kind of sex scene where it's like enough to get you going but i'm not like going into detail you maybe about. should consider going into detail. i'll i'll go into detail and it'll be like a special extra chapter that i only give to you oh that's <laughs> a, yeah, yeah 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 some exclusive content yeah i'll post it on tumblr and the internet will go insane does for tumblr it. still exist absolutely jesus dude absolutely i can't believe it i don't think anybody's on there are you on there no i'm not on. Tumblr i don't think anymore. anybody's on there they anymore. removed my tumblr it, too i tried to i tried to access it and they've deleted my profile I used to, before Instagram was big. Yeah, it was Instagram. It, I was the, on like two thousands, yeah. absolutely. And yes, yeah. people are one hundred percent. Everyone still. on there is cringe. People who are still on Tumblr, are weirdos. I mean, they're doing some sexy stuff on there, man. Okay, yeah, because that's what's on Tumblr, like yeah. fan fiction and weird shit. Like yeah. the that's like the part of the internet I don't want to be in. I've been there. Don't want to be there. Mm. Hmm. That's you can be there. That's for you. I'm not on Tumblr. I'm not on the internet. You should be. I shouldn't. You should Why? Be. Why should I? Why? Why not? What's it going to tell me that I need to know? I mean, you you could find all the things you could ever want. No, I couldn't. You could buy a human being on the internet. It's not going to, like, take me any. It's not going to, like, add value to my life. The I mean, internet. that's subjective. Well, I mean, okay, so it'll tell me where the nearest You can buy shit on the internet? Pho restaurant You is. can read your fairy smut you, on the internet? You know I buy shit on the internet. Exactly. And I read my fairy smut. In paperback, all right. I'm a, I am a solid. I'm a. It's not very sustainable. A tangible book reader, or whatever it is. I don't have. I can't do like the Kindle thing. I like having books. You know. Okay. Is that my Capricorn thallium? Yeah. <laughs> it's your old man vibes. I'm yeah. surprised you don't read the newspaper. Do you? No, but I would like a subscription <laughs> to some magazines, probably. I like magazines. Like I like Dude, having magazines. You are the most Michigan-sounding person I know. Magazines? Yeah. I don't do know you why. you say magazines? Magazine. 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 You go, magazines. And you'll magazine. Say, oh, what do you say? You'll say some shit all the time. Or you're like, egg. Leg. Egg? Down in the... You'll be like, oh, my leg hurts. My leg hurts? Leg. Yeah, leg. Leg? Say milk. Milk. Okay, no, you don't do that. Some people say milk. Milk? I don't know what that's indicative of. Being Midwestern as fuck? I don't know. But either way. So, yeah, I'm very, like, I can be very serious about my Gemini because it's in the 10th, which is ruled by Capricorn. Very serious. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Gemini is still Gemini, so I'm still a fucking goofball. And it just, the two will always, because sometimes Alex will be like, when it comes to the podcast, he'll be like, well, don't you want your logo to be more, like, cartoony? Because you're kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a fun, like, 
vibe and I'm like, well, only half the time. You wouldn't know, Alex, because you don't fucking listen to the podcast. But, um... Does he not? No, he does, but not at the pace that he should. Mm. He argues that he doesn't have time because he can't... He can't multitask and listen and also do work. Mm-hmm. And the only other time that he's not with me... Mm-hmm. Is on a run. It, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. So sometimes we'll listen to them together, but I don't like to listen too much because, you know, you don't want to hear your own voice. Nobody likes that. Anybody no. who wants to hear their own voice is, I don't know, a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I will listen to it because it's good to go back and listen. And I'm like, mm, I suck. That was stupid. Shouldn't do that. But it's hard to do it all the time. I have to like. Well, and you have to edit it too. So yeah, like, so I do have to listen like, to it right away. Diving in. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that's tough. It is. It's, it is tough. But it's not that bad. Some people I know, they couldn't even... Like, I don't know if you could stand it. I absolutely could not. I know a lot of people who couldn't. Like, I can stand it to an extent. No, I then couldn't I'm just do like, it. Hey, I also don't have the patience for that kind of shit at all. To just go... See, that, I think maybe that's my Capricorn, like, with my 10th house Gemini. Because I'm able... Because I'm just like, yeah, this is annoying and tedious. But I want it to be perfect because it's going out into the world. This is me and my legacy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can so. see that. All right, let's talk about you. Unless there's anything you want to say about me. Do you think I'm funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yes, I think See, you're funny. See, I thought that was funny. You thought that was funny? Guys, I, I got I think everything's her. funny. I got her. I got At her the end of the, the day, lab. anything is funny to me. Um, I'm trying to think of it. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you just said. So, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Especially like the, it's interesting just you saying like the can be serious and joking at exactly the same time. Cause like keeping track of your communication style is like flopping around like yeah. a dead fish on a rock. It's <laughs> just, up it's and like down. that everywhere, man. Flippy, floppy, flippy, floppy. Even when I'm talking to my therapist, I'll be like talking about how like just the what deepest, do, darkest shit. What do they say shit. about that? What do they say? And then, but see, no, they don't say anything because I'll talk about the deepest, darkest shit and they'll be like, yeah. And then I'll just crack some joke, and then they'll just laugh. Then they laugh. So you give them the razzle-dazzle, and that's I do, how you deflect. Always. And yeah. I think I low-key think my therapists love me, because I pretty much feel like I just pay them to listen on my self-talk, because I basically like am my own therapist. Uh-huh. They, she gives input, but then I also just make her laugh, and she should be paying me. I should tell I'm going to tell her that. That's like the most unhealthy way to look at therapy, isn't it? Well, no, it's just because I just feel like she does definitely help me for sure. But what I'm saying is like, I am, I feel like most people aren't that emotional. What you're saying is you're there to entertain and you want to be compensated for your entertainment. I No, I'm just realizing that now I should be probably. <laughs> that makes sense. You should talk to her about that. Or What's maybe let's just like cut What's it your even. What's name? Her name is Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. I love that. Do you call her Jess? Do you say, look, Jess? I don't know if I've ever referred to her by her name. Oh, really? I say, hi, Carrie. How are you? I don't. I just say, hey, what's up? No. I always ask how my therapist is because you know what? I mean, I ask her how she is, but I don't like say Jessica. I just say, hey, how are you? I mean, I guess Jessica is so much more of a name than just Carrie. It is. Yeah. Like, that's a hell of a name. My old therapist, and the only reason I stopped seeing her is because of insurance shit, but... Her name was Tori, and I think I did call her Tori. I think it's just Jessica's such a long name that I just avoid it. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, you. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, let's talk about you, Reva. Do we have to? Your son is in Pisces. 
Yeah. I don't really feel like a Pisces. I don't. You say this shit every fucking episode. I don't feel like... And then by the end, you're like, oh my God, so right. right. So on brand for me. Let me Let me just say, I follow a bunch of stupid meme accounts. Yeah. And they roll... Yeah, I know. I know. She hates it, and then she reposts it, though. You should see I only repost the ones that are actually funny. Well, so I follow the shit, and I look at the Pisces, and sometimes, like, co-star posts things, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's very true. Or, like, you know... But I feel like a lot of things like that, I relate more to like Taurus Moon, yeah, Capricorn, because like none of most of the memes are not specific. They don't say, "Oh, a Pisces Sun." They'll be like, "Oh, Pisces are like this." But it's like, but I think you can. I think the point is to assume that that's sun sign astrology. That is, yeah, and it's wrong. That's why you don't vibe with it a hundred percent of the time. That makes sense. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I think I was more Piscean in my younger years, definitely. I was, like, super into ghosts and shit. Like, well, I, mean, I thought Jesus was super hot. Really, yeah, we've been over that. Really into the God thing. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's Pisces in one way. But, I mean, Pisces is, like, you know, your spiritual, I feel like you're growing back into your spirituality in a different way as I mean, an adult. Yeah, I'm definitely way more open than I was five years ago. Well, yeah, ago. but you got the crystals, you know what I mean? You do the Vigaboo rods. But I don't, I don't, I don't practice No, any. but you're down for the Vigaboo rods. I mean, yeah, I'll Vigaboo and like, yeah, I have the My crystals. My dad literally but... banished a demon from you. I mean, are we talking about that on the podcast right now? Are we really getting into No, that? we're just mentioning it and moving on. <laughs> okay. It's just a fact. I mean, I wasn't... But it's also, it's not just Let's about... Let's be clear. I wasn't possessed by the demon. No, the demon was the attached de- to me. Yeah, it's different. It was different. He was suckling He didn't give you an exorcism. energetic teeth. He didn't no, give you an exorcism. No, he just said, fucking he get just off of her, man. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I anyway, was a haunted person. Okay, but are you... <laughs> did you think people would judge you? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> For being haunted? I feel very self-conscious about my banishment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... It's not just about spirituality. It's also about fantasy. And it's about art. Yeah. And music. But fantasy is big for you. I mean, Lord of the Rings. Does anything make you happier? Sex. Okay. But imagine if you were having Lord of the Rings themed sex. Well, not themed, but with like Like, Aragorn or something. Right. Frick. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is your core... Like your core essence. That's how you shine when you talk about. I've never seen you shine brighter than when you talk about Lord of the Fucking oh, Rings. So stupid, damn. But no, cool. but you know what I mean. Respect. And then you've got your fairy smut or whatever I because do. it's yeah. it's it's how you feel happy. Well, I ultimately just really like to escape from my own reality. You know, like yeah. not that I hate my life. I like my life, but mm-hmm. it's compared to all the other things that could exist. Life is kind of boring. You know. I also think that's why I like to travel a lot because, like, life is boring as opposed to a fucking fantasy world where I could oh, be. Oh, you mean like real? The okay, the real world is boring. Yeah, I'm like, oh, life is boring as opposed to death, which is fun. <laughs> I'm not afraid of death. Everyone is so afraid of death, and to me, like, maybe well, that's, that's Pisces. That is. Like, I'm. I've never. Pisces been is of death. about transcending death. I mean, Good for you. Even if there's nothing beyond, it still doesn't scare yeah, me. See? Ultimate peace? Are you kidding me? Bye. I mean, that is that is 100% Pisces. There you go. Cool. But I will say, it's just it can be very mystical, but it's also just very, like, um, esoteric. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You give those vibes. I give off esoteric vibes. 
Well, I guess let's also, pull maybe not. the podcast listeners. Well, okay, so esoteric in the sense of like I'm looking at you right now, like you've got all your tattoos, like the way that you are, like you've got. I'm you wearing know, a feeler shirt. <laughs> you, you have like your um, your candles, and you've got all your little trinkets and stuff. Like you know, you walk into your house, and, and people wouldn't assume that you work in finance or something. You That's, know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Right? Sure. Like yeah. it's your vibe. It's, it's part extreme. of your vibe. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. All right. Sure. And um, you're sensitive, I think. Like you, you've talked about your intuition before, and but see, like we're talking about, I feel like I've lost it, man. Well, it's not a, it's not like something that's it's, it ebb and flows. You got to work on it. You got to hone into it. I wasn't but I doing think, shit before, and it was coming in clutch. Well, yeah, because it probably came in because you were. It was like trying to fucking warn you of some shit. You're not in dire straits right now. That's true. Yeah, shit's pretty chill. Yeah. But I will say, Pisces is also about like self sacrificing, right, and being empathetic and being sympathetic and connecting with people on like a deep emotional level, mm-hmm. right? And you do that with people all day in your job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You're always, you're very emotionally, like, you're always, I feel like, empathizing, sympathizing with people, like, you know, talking about, like, putting it, you know, just being very, like, aware of that. And mm-hmm. that is a Piscean thing, especially mm-hmm. because when we talk about Pisces in your sixth house, sixth house is all about service and sacrifice mm-hmm. and, like, like health, like, physical health of your body is ruled by Virgo. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're, you being an esthetician... And that being where your sun is, like, that's where you thrive. That's where you shine the brightest. That's where you're thriving. I mean, that is 100% what's going on with you. Mm. Yeah, I remember talking about this before. Yeah, because (laughs) it's your daily life, right? That's what the sixth house is all about. Like, your daily job, your daily routines, what you do every day. Like, for me, my daily job, like, it's just a paycheck. My career, my long-term impact in the world is what I focus on. You focus on your day to day, like you don't. I'm assuming you don't have some kind of long term like not career goals. No, you're just like no this goals. is. I'm not well, even no, kidding. but you're saying I'm not like, kidding. I don't. Well, you obviously have goals related to your work. I mean, you want to keep doing that, right? It's what makes you yeah. happy. It's I what mean, makes I want to. I want to continue to be good and like keep learning. But with you it, feel yeah. like it's your purpose. At this point, yes. Yeah, I feel like it came into my life at a very important point. And it has, it has thus far served a very valuable purpose in my life. Well, it's what you've always gravitated towards. I mean, you went to college, you got a degree. There are many different avenues you could have taken in terms of a job, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. you didn't. You, mm-hmm. you gravitated towards health, wellness, beauty, because mm-hmm. that's, I think, where you were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And the sixth house? What's the sixth house? The sixth house is about service and sacrifice, and it's about your daily job, like your job. What you do every day. Okay. Okay. And it's about physical health and it's ruled by Virgo. Okay. Right. Got it. It can be about many things, but that's mainly what it's about. Like your job, like what you do every day. Okay. 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 And like your health and how you view health and how, you know, important health is to you, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So the fact that my son is in the sixth house, me, sixth house means that health and like perce- like perception of health or like wellness or like like wellness just like being physically well and like mm-hmm. i mean you're all about skin you're all about you know i mean like you you try to eat well like you go to the, the gym you say that's how you feel good right that's that part of true. it i mean i don't eat well as okay, much but you're as not I... eating fucking burger king every day you know what i mean yeah that's are true. you <laughs> No. Are you eating burgers? I'm not a burger. I'm not a BK kid. I do love a burger though. <laughs> I do fuck yeah. some burgers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like burgers too. But I like a good I like like a burger from a restaurant. I don't, I don't, I don't smash burger, man. 
Smashburg. They're going to really um, it. No, not like the chain. Oh. Like the actual, <laughs> you would smash a bird. The actual smash patty of a bird. Yeah. Um, yeah, that all makes sense for sure. 100%. And I think it's something that you'll you'll grow into more. I mean, I, I think that like your Piscean traits, it, it has a I mean, you've already had a lot of those themes coming out. I mean, Pisces is about spirituality. You could argue that astrology is part of that. I mean, this is kind of like mm. a part of mm. your life now. Energy work. Yeah. And you've been doing, I mean, you did that energy work with Elaine. You did the mm. work with my dad. You've mm. had Reiki done. Mm. You, you go get freaking uh, acupuncture. Yeah. That's Frick okay. yeah, dude. Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah, but it's like acupuncture isn't just like acupuncture is almost kind of like obscure because there's no like direct scientific. It's all about like, you know, the Chinese like idea of chi and shit like that. Yeah, that's a very Pisces. Like the fact that you're open and willing to like, you know, spend money on that. (laughs) Well, yeah, to explore that is very Piscean. Well, I mean, all of that. But like it makes a difference for me. And that's and maybe that's like because I'm open to it and I don't think it's a load of malarkey. But my experience has lent the fact that like Reiki does move shit around. Like I have literally had days at work. This was back in Portland and I like couldn't stand up straight because my back was so fucked up. And this girl, Ebony was um, practicing Reiki and she said, just get on. It was at the end of the shift and she said, just get on the table. I'd never had it done before. And she said, let me just see if I can help. Like, let's see. I should try some Reiki on you. And, like, I was getting on the table like an old man, like, gingerly mm-hmm. moving so that I didn't, like, I had icy hot patches all over me. I had fucking <laughs> ice packs stuck in my bra and shit. Anyway. So I lay on the table and Ebony does whatever the fuck Reiki is. And I get off the table with full mobility in my back. It's wild. It's fucking weird. I didn't understand it. I still don't. But I mean, like, I think part of the reason that you respond so well to it, too, could have a lot to do with your son being in the six. Uh, you know what I mean? And the six specifically? Why though? Well, because the six is all about like your, it's Virgo. Virgo is about health and wellness. Mm, right? So I'm just like extra permeable. Well, and Pisces <laughs> is all about like, you know, energy and like spirituality and Reiki is almost like spiritual healing. Right. Mm, well, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like I've had Reiki done to me my dad be doing it and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I feel like don't feel that much different afterwards. Well, not every session. Is no, like yeah, a for slam, sure. Bam, but I am, feel but like, yeah. 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 But I, I understand like, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I have had, I've, I've had some wild experiences with that kind of stuff for sure. Where I feel like to me it's measurable. Yeah. Like I can say like this was before and this was after to notice a difference. And if people don't experience that... I can 100% understand how Yeah, well, like, I think, uh, yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, some astrologers would say that your sun sign is also indicative of your, like, vitality, right? Like, your your overall health, your life force, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if it is wounded in your... Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? I don't, I think it's, like, the sink or something. God. That scared the shit out of me. Me too. It sounded like a rattlesnake. <laughs> Turn the sink off! Alright. Oh, he's outside. Oh, he's in the hose. That's yeah. why. Yeah. God, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine, guys. Anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I also think like just being emotionally sensitive. You're oh, you've always been like that. I mean, people are always opening up to you emotionally and shit. Like yeah, even outside weird. of work. Yeah, it, yeah. And I will say, you are probably the only friend I have that I feel like is on the same kind of like emotional intelligence level of me like you're the only one that like if i'm struggling that like i would text you to feel better because everybody else just make me feel stupid really they're, yeah because they're people most people i know i know so dumb i know they're just like well maybe it's supposed to maybe maybe you're meant to be try not to get too don't think about it <laughs> yeah i know talking to people is tough sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah all of that makes sense I guess I am a Pisces. Sun. <laughs> Sun. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I guess that's it. I am a Pisces. Sun. And you are a Gemini. Sun. Sun. In the 10th house. Yes. Are you going to talk about houses next season? I don't know. We'll see. Is that your Scorpio in the 6th? Hey, well, you know what? My... Scorpio's Eight. Scorpio Eight. no my moon's in the eighth which is ruled by Scorpio Fuck. Scorpio's on the cusp of my third house which is ruled by Gemini which is also thanks for bringing that up I'm sure it flavors my um well it flavors my mercury and you know the third like the third house areas of my life which is like you know thinking and mental processes which is why I can you know I can get dark and spooky and why I'm into mm-hmm. like fucking true crime and horror and shit because of your third house yeah Scorpio yeah What's my third house? Same. Me? Scorpio? Third yeah, house? Yeah, because we're both, um, well, I'd have to look. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. I'll never know my third house. Yeah, we just look at it. Well, it's, okay, so I'm going to dig through my photos. Oh my God. You don't have them saved to an album? No, I have my chart and my favorites, but then I have but to like. you have to like remember how to read it. Yes. So third, so it's one, my first okay, yeah. house is Your what? cusp, yeah, your third house is on, the cusp is on, in Scorpio. Scorpio and. The third. The first line of the third house is in Scorpio. That's right. the cusp. What about Sagittarius? Though? So you've got Sagittarius in there. Yeah, for sure. But Scorpio is overall going to rule. It's going to have a Sagittarius Flav, more of a Sagittarius Flav than me because I think mine is more Scorp. What does yeah. that mean? What's third house? It's about your mental processes, your thinking, how you communicate. It's like the area in life, like do where I, you communicate. Do I do that as a Sagittarius? No, but I do think that like, I will say I can see Scorpio because in that when it comes to just like communicating and like interpersonal communication like i don't think that you're you're not the type to like overshare or anything like you're very no you're very guarded which is a very scorpion scorpio and thing interesting and i mean we could get into it but that's we won't that's for another (laughs) another episode another season i mean it plays out differently with me and you which is also an aspect to astrology but it's still you know general theme i see i see i see i see and i think that's part of the reason why you and i vibe is because we have the same ascendant, and therefore every other, every cusp of every house is going to be either exactly the same or very similar, mm. right? And we also have the same moon sign, so mm. it's like, so it's oh, you want to eat get pie? Each other. Yeah, we should go. Yeah, should eat pie. <laughs> I would eat pie right now. You should eat pie. Yeah, I will. But this is your last episode, Reva. Is there anything else you have to say? Oh, man, I should have thought about this more. <laughs> Um, I 
mean, you'll be back for a guest. Yeah, I'll guess. I mean, it's been a pleasure. I've learned a lot. I feel like I've retained nothing, but I've learned a lot. Very typical. (laughs) That is super typical. It's like every time that we had to do homework in France, and I would try to teach and explain it to you, and then you'd be like, okay. I was just talking about this with learning, like, games, like board games. Man, there has to be nothing Mm. else going on around me. Like, I have to, and I have to go in knowing that I'm going to do this, because... I will not pay any fucking attention. I don't care. Yeah. See, what bothers me is that I will sit there and I will. And then I feel like you only play it for 20 minutes and then everybody else gets distracted. And I'm like, this was a waste of my time. I expended so much mental energy trying to learn this. Well, and that's why I don't even learn it in the first place because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Don't play fucking Settlers of Catan with me. Oh my God. That's (laughs) one. Have you ever played Risk? Yeah. My brother and I used to play that. I'm surprised. Yeah. We also played uh, Strategies or whatever. Not Strategies. Strategio? That I was even, one. I don't know that one. Um, My favorite game was Candyland. <laughs> As a Candyland kid. Candyland was cute. I like Trouble. Like the... Uh, uh, do you remember Don't Wake Daddy? I never played that, but I always saw the commercial for was it. Was it like Operation? It was, I don't remember. I just remember like... It was... I just remember being like, Don't it was like dad was asleep in the it's game creepy. it was creepy it's i think creepy. about it often um all right guys yeah it's been a pleasure a true pleasure yeah and I, that's you know a wrap on season two on us all hope it didn't suck hope um, you learned something otherwise, hope you retained something it'll get better things will be way different i'm gonna take a little bit of time off try to show maybe you'll see me on tiktok Um, always we want to pay homage to Roy, um, Father Roy, he is, you know, our, our light in the dark, our guiding light in the sky, he shows us the way. What are you going to do when he dies, man? Why would you Alright, anyway, until next time, you guys, say goodbye to Reba forever. Bye, God bless. Goodbye. Where's it? God bless.